0: A few weeks ago, under the unrelenting pressure of Nate Diaz, the former champion Anthony Pettis withered and succumbed to the onslaught. Like Nate Diaz, there are just a few other fighters who use this tactic. Fighters like Tony Ferguson, Cain Velasquez, and Justin Gagey who come forward, who will not quit, who will take some to give some, and who can make even the toughest of all the fighters wilt and defeat. From the Golden State in Porterville, California, this is MMA Math. Real fighters, real fights, real discussions. With your host, Professor Diaz, and the former
1: featherweight Bellator champion of the world, and former bantamweight UFC title challenger, Joe Soto.
0: This week in MMA Math, we'll explore bad matchups, and how these types of fights can sometimes deliver a highlight, as well as a one-sided blowout and an uncompetitive affair. Plus, we'll look at the cowboy perspective, where he's at, and what it means as a fighter, as well as the Gagey point of view. We'll also take a closer look at the fight between these two fighters and what Donald must do to ease the pressure and win this fight. Welcome, everyone. I'm Roberto, and I'm here with Joe. How are you, Joe? I'm good. Joe, before we look into the Donald Cerrone-Justin Gagey fight, let's begin with the type of fight that this proposes to be. I mean, Cerrone and Geji are big names, great fighters. So just based on that, this seems like a no-brainer. However, Max Holloway versus Brian Ortega sounded like a good fight. So that could versus Connor. But let's get real, those were all blowouts. So unless Cowboy can pull something out of his hat, this seems like a bad matchup for him. Joe, when you get into the top 10 of the division, what are some of the reasons this sometimes happens? Is it the stylistic matchups, or is it, as we discussed in our last episode, a result of this crappy ranking system?
1: Uh, I think it's a, it could be a stylistic matchup for sure. I think that has a big part to do with it. You know, One um, fight is just a bad matchup for the other guy. and Also with the ranking system, sometimes they just put, I mean, it's not necessarily the best guys, sometimes the big, they, they'll put guys with the biggest names in the top 10.
0: Now, looking back at the Max Holloway-Brian Ortega fight, was that an example of a style mismatch or was Brian Ortega a result, a byproduct really of a broken ranking system?
1: No, I, I think maybe it was too much to chew for Brian at the time. You know, he was still, a, he's still an up and coming fighter. He doesn't have the experience as Max does. And, and Max has a style to, to beat Ortega too. So I think it was a combination of things.
0: What about in the Khabib versus Conor fight? Was that the case of simply a stylistic disaster for Conor or was Khabib just that much better?
1: Well, it depends if you ask Connor because he'll blame it on his foot. So, uh, Or it could be a stylistic matchup. Uh, obviously, Connor's not a very good grappler. And, uh, you know, we've seen him
0: lose by submission. I think that was his third time. Joe, I think there are probably some fighters that, because of these rankings, get elevated to where they don't belong. In fact, as good as a fighter that Darren Till is, I thought he got pushed to a title fight way too fast. I mean, Darren Till beats an undersized Donald Cerrone. And then in a controversial win over Wonderboy Steven Thompson, he got a shot. That was it. In fact, there was nothing else on his resume that said that Darren Till was a top five guy. Now, that's my perspective, Joe. What about you as a former fighter? Do you think that there are cases like this or do you have another take? Yeah, no, I think think
1: you're right with Darren Till. I think he was... I don't think he was there yet. I think he was pushed too early. I mean, basically, he became kind of a star or a bigger name because of that one fight against Cerrone. I think that was, you know, threw him into the rankings, but I don't think it was justified. I don't think he was
0: ready for a title shot. Let me go back to Cowboy for a bit. The reason I think this is a bad matchup is not because Gagey is a better fighter, but because of his style, the pressure that he puts on his opponents. And it's no secret, Joe, Cowboy a slow starter. And he has a tendency to sort of shell up and retreat when the pressure is put on him right away. I mean, this is in Cowboys rodeo. Do you see it different? Is there something Cowboy does that can prevent Gagey from that type of pressure that he puts on? Maybe if he, it's definitely a hard fight
1: for a Cowboy, but I think maybe if he could hurt Gagey early, maybe stun him, drop him. And then you know, try to try to use one of his slick submissions from top. Then you know that that could help him out. But besides that, it's going to be a, a tall task. He's going to, have to be on his bicycle all
0: night, and he's going to, have to you know really move and stick. Okay, Joe. So stylistic mismatches are possible even in the top ten, and it doesn't matter how big of a name a fighter has built for himself. It's possible that if the style is right, you can make a popular fighter as if they didn't belong. Also, yes, these rankings are not valid and sometimes it shows up in the fights in a big way, but as difficult as it may seem, there are things that can be done to change the tone and direction of the fight. Now, before we look at the Sironi gagey fight, let's take a closer look at where Cowboy and Gagey are coming from for this fight. We last saw Cowboy three months ago where he was stopped by damage caused by Tony Ferguson's onslaught. However... That's just a blip on Cowboy's resume. He's been in there with all the top fighters. He's also fun to watch. He's a fan favorite. But in this case, he sort of finds himself at a crossroads. I mean, this will be his 50th fight, and he's now 36 years old. Joe, what the hell motivates a guy like Cerrone? A guy who gets in there time after time. A guy who fights as much as he does. I mean, regardless of what happens in this fight, we'll probably see him again before the new year.
1: Yeah, I think what motivates him is, you know, obviously the money. Uh, he's getting paid big money, but not just that, it's just um, the excitement for the fight. I think he loves and his love for the sport. You know, he likes, he's he's a guy that loves excitement, loves throw. We see him jumping out of airplanes, uh, snorkeling, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. So I think he likes the excitement that those, that nervous feeling before you walk out there. But I also think, you know, it's just the love for the sport he's been doing it in a while. I mean, you got to love something you've been doing this long. And I think that's what
0: it is. Mainly is, you know, probably his love for martial arts. The last time Justin Gagey was in the octagon was six months ago. In that fight, he was trying to get a streak going after dropping fights to Dustin Poirier and Eddie Alvarez. And he did it. He was able to knock out both James Vick and Edson Barbosa in the first round. And now he's got a chance to get right back into the mix at the very top of the division. Now, if he wins this one, he's probably once again a fight away from a title shot. Joe, is Justin ready for another one of his fights? Is he ready for another war? How does someone who takes all this damage stay motivated?
1: Yeah, I think he's motivated by the damage. I think that's the type of fight he, he likes. I think he likes to um, overcome adversity. I think he likes when he's kind of down and out or he's going to war and then you know, comes out with the, with the knockout win or, or the victory. So I think that, that keeps him excited, keeps him um, you know, pursuing the goal of winning a world
0: championship. Another interesting thing about this fight is that Cowboy and Gagey used to train together. And Cowboy apparently knocked out Gagey out in a sparring match. Now, that was really early in Gage's career. I mean, we're talking about right around the time he turned pro or something close to that. So, Joe, do you ever forget knockouts, whether it was in a sparring match or not, and whether it happened that year ago or eight years ago? How significant is this for Gage coming into this fight?
1: I just think it depends on the person and their mindset. You know, some people might impact a little bit different, but I think Gage might be the type of person that doesn't or doesn't care for, or doesn't mind getting punched in the face. I don't, I don't think it affects him very much when he's getting punched in the face. Or when he gets knocked out, I think he'll bounce back from it, and he just comes
0: forward. He's that type of fighter. What about from Cowboy's perspective? Does this give you confidence on what you can do to your opponent based on what happened in a sparring match? How relevant is this for Cowboy coming into this fight?
1: Yeah, it, it definitely could give him confidence knowing that he's you know, not gauged up before, but is it like a, a false confidence? You know, Is it because it was so long ago?
0: I guess we'll, we'll find out that night. So it looks like both fighters are motivated in their own right. Cowboy is trying to stay relevant and is looking for a win to remain a contender. And Justin wants to prove he's ready for a title elimination fight. Also sparring matches are not fights and many times fighters don't perform as they do in a real fight. Nevertheless, a knockout is a knockout and that is not easy to forget. One thing is for sure, these are two fighters who like to fight, and two fighters who deliver in both victory and defeat. Now, let's take a closer look at this matchup and what Cowboy must do to stop KG's run. Okay Joe, Cowboy is 2 inches taller and has a 2 inch arm reach advantage. But not only that, Cowboy spent 2 years at 170 and in true Cowboy fashion recorded 10 fights. On the other side of the case, Justin has spent his entire career at 155. So, Cowboy is a bigger fighter. Having said that, Gagey took out James Vick, who is even bigger than Cowboy. So, if at all, can size play a factor? Uh, Maybe with distance,
1: you know, because Cowboy's a taller fighter, lengthier fighter. So, maybe with distance, if you keep him at bay, if you could keep him away and use this movement and set up strikes, I think uh, it could be an advantage in Cowboy's favor.
0: Now, let's look at power for a bit. In Cowboy's 49 fights... He has only recorded 10 knockouts. Two doors down in Justin's 23 fights, he won 18 of those by knockout. In fact, he has only recorded one decision win and one submission win. This guy wins almost 90% of all his fights by knockout. Joe, this guy is here to win decisively or to lose on his shield. And the thing is that he does it by putting pressure, by not giving an inch, and will take some to lance and will do it until his opponent starts to wilt. So my question is, how do you beat a pressure fighter like Gagey? What does Cowboy need to do? You got to take him out of the element. You got to take him where they're. You got to take them out of where they're not
1: comfortable. So you got to keep him fighting at distance. Not not let him get so close to you in his range. Being a smaller fighter, you got to not allow him to make it a dog fight. And you got to just stick and move, and use your distance and, and outsmart him. Use angles.
0: Yeah. So you got to make it a, a smart fight for Cowboy. What about trying to push Gagey back with that? Can that play a role?
1: Yeah, I don't know if that's Cowboy's best strategy. I think his best strategy is to move and frustrate Gagey. I think if he meet, comes forward too much, I don't think we'll see Gagey back, I think we'll see Gagey meet him in the middle, and it'll, be, it'll become a dogfight. So I think Cowboy, I mean, he could try that, but if it's not working, he's going to have to, you know, like I said, move uh, laterally
0: and, and, and get some angles. Joe, Cowboy has won almost half of all his fights by submission. Does he need to take this one down? And can he? Let's remember, Justin Gagey is a Division One All-American wrestler. Yeah, if he could get the, the fight down to,
1: to the ground, I think he has a huge advantage, especially being on top. He has a great submission skills, good jiu-jitsu, and he's a long guy, which allows him to throw on... Um, You know, submission's a lot easier. And I think he can take it down, but the only way he would take it down is not off a shot. I see Cowboy, if he could land a punch and and stand uh, Gagey or or drop him to the ground, that would be a
0: way he could land a takedown by um, dropping him and then finishing up with a submission. This fight is a main event, so it is scheduled for five rounds. However, because of the type of fighter Justin is, I don't see this fight going the distance. Whether he takes Cowboy out or whether Cowboy catches him with something... I just don't see it going five rounds. Regardless, which fighter do you think has an advantage if the fight goes deep? I think for sure Justin
1: Gaethje has the advantage. I think it plays into his, um, his style, and I think uh, he'll be able to grind, grind it out um, more so than Cowboy. Will. I think it's, if it goes five rounds,
0: uh, Justin has the,
1: the advantage for sure.
0: Okay, so size matters, but probably not for this fight. These guys will engage and they will not stop until the bitter end. Cowboy must use his movement and kicks and stay out of the pocket and keep the gauging machine at bay. One thing is for sure, this fight will deliver nothing but fireworks. Okay, if you like this show, please go to your favorite platform and support our show. You can subscribe on any of the major platforms like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Again, we can be found at mmamath.xyz. And that does it for today. Thanks for listening. And until next time, fight off.